What's up, guys? I am Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith. And I'm Jack. And we are back with an all-new episode of Gun Day Brunch brought to you by Taurus USA and Guns.com. For more information about fine firearms for... I was really working on... so uh, I wanted one more F to get that really alliterative bit. Anyway, go to Taurus fine USA. Fine firearms for... Debt. Nope. I don't want the algorithm to bump us down. <laughs> no harsh profanity in the first minute of the episode. All right, so... Uh, but no, seriously, if you're in, looking for info on our guns, go to TaurusUSA.com. And if you want to buy them, hit up our friends at guns.com. Uh, we are back for, with an all new episode. I'm still in my red shirt. Cause I'm going to go help an away team in the new Star Trek, uh, uh, strange new world series, Captain which Kirk, is Mr. Spock, Leonard McCoy and Ensign Caleb. <laughs> right. Guess Ensign God, he doesn't even have a name. It just says number three. <laughs> oh, boy. Sucks to be that guy. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're not watching it, guys, by the way, the new Star Trek Strange New World series on Paramount Plus is absolutely fire. I love it. I've loved Star Trek my entire life. Uh, this has nothing to do with today's episode, but it's great. Check it out if you like it, Star Trek. It's fun in ways that Discovery was not, so I'm happy yeah. with it. They have they're having fun with the franchise again. They're also their musical Thank episode. God. I don't care who you are. That was fire. I loved it, top to bottom. Anyway, the topic of this week's episode is something that I see a lot amongst the self defense community, uh, the 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 clubs, the peoples, and it's this idea. And I guarantee that if you've been out here long enough, you've seen it where someone said, oh, I don't want to go to this thing because I can't carry my gun at the thing. And I and I saw one of these recently and I was talking to one of our mutual friends, Greg Elifritz, about this, how there are there's a number of people who in our self-defense community who are letting all of these fantastic life experiences pass them by because they're afraid. And that's really what it gets down to. They will tell you, oh, I'm just trying to be prepared or I don't want to go someplace dangerous or da-da-da-da-da. It's because they're afraid. And there's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with being afraid. But like, all right, this is the there most- is a natural and very useful emotion as this long is, as you This is the properly. most like low tier example of this that I could possibly imagine because at no point did I even feel like I, I wasn't in a- so. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Atlanta for work. Uh, I had a Sunday afternoon off. I didn't want to lay around my hotel room. I was like a 35-minute walk from the Brave Stadium. So I did. I know that there's going to be metal detectors and things like that at the stadium, so I didn't take my gun with me. And I walked 30 minutes, crossed the highway, walked past a Waffle House and a gas station that were like Caddy Corner on the street from each other exactly where you're at yeah of course you know exactly where i was yeah i'm I'm gonna be down there tomorrow so (laughs) walk past that uh and went to the braves game i had a great time i had some beers i had uh had some hot dogs had you know some some baseball food walked back i know people who would not have done that because they would have been like you're gonna walk through like atlanta and but that's the that ain't atlanta no, but but they like, heard Atlanta. Where we used to have the stadium, I might not have done that. But this is my point, right? Is like people have this. I so what I think for me, I'm I'm just going to stand in defense of cities in this episode because people have this idea of cities as these monolithic places where 
if you go there, you will get stabbed, shot, murdered, or something like that. And the problem is, is none of these people live in cities, have lived in cities, or go to cities at any sort of time. I love cities. I try to not to go to the places where I'm going to get stabbed or shot. Like, you can go to Chicago and have a wonderful time, mm -hmm. okay? Done it. But, I have family there. It's fun. But we get Chicago presented to us as Moss Eisley Spaceport, you know? Uh, but you know what? I bet you most people who go to Moss Eisley Spaceport don't be getting into gunfights. I, Everything is about location. Yeah, a hundred percent. There are very safe places in Chicago. There are very unsafe places in Chicago. Mm -hmm. The problem that most outsiders have is they don't know the differences between them. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is the thing, right? So, like, I want people to go do things that get them out of their comfort zone, but I also do want them to be safe. So, Jack, talk to us about how can I, in a metro area identify where it's safe for me to be versus where it's not safe for me. Give me some clues of like so, bad part of town versus okay part of town. I used to travel for work a lot. I'd be in a lot of different cities. And my general rules of thumb are look for the types of businesses around you. And this will tell you a lot about the area that you're in. If you've got a Ruby Tuesdays, a Chili's, a TJIF, and they're all in the same area, families are coming here to eat. Does that mean it's necessarily going to be drama-free? No, these are human watering holes, which means all human drama does come here. But it also means that businesses have invested in this area. Mm -hmm. Are there is there trash everywhere? That's not a good sign. Are there homeless people? roaming around also not a great sign though i will say um the thing i look for are homeless encampments yeah if i see a homeless encampment i know that area is probably probably going to have a lot of issues with drugs and stuff like that so i make sure my windows are up i make sure my doors are locked i wouldn't walk through that area if i could avoid it um i want i want to pause there for a second because i want people to understand there's a very big difference between a homeless person you know wandering around the streets versus places where the homeless have been allowed to erect temporary structures yeah, and, you know, squat and do things like that. So there's a huge... Like, and this is, this is different in each city. Yeah, absolutely. So in Atlanta, we don't have them living on the street sides and RVs and stuff like that like you have in California. What they will do here is on on and off-ramp areas, we have a lot of trees and stuff. Um, and they will set up camps inside of those dense trees areas where they're not as easily visible. They can go out towards the on and off ramps where they can, you know, hold up a sign and kind of bustle for some money. Um, there's actually one of those that I noticed when I was walking back from the game. I like look yeah, off the sidewalk. There's a there's like a, a, a short fence and I look back and I see like down in the gully i see some tents and i'm like man if it rains hard you guys are gonna get washed out down there they do yeah. it's that's not a great area for one um we we occasionally kind of they try and move them around a little bit it's not super effective they mm -hmm. do keep them out of you know high traffic areas uh, mostly to avoid people that are high on narcotics walking out into high traffic areas and getting hit by cars buses Man, then buses in Atlanta do not stop for nothing. No. Um, and it is <clears throat> other things that I look for, graffiti. Um I look for Oh, uh note on graffiti. 
there is a difference between tagging and mural style graffiti. If you yes. are in a neighborhood where there's lots of like really well done like graffiti that looks like art, that's actually probably not a bad neighborhood. Is it a they place paid that for you, that? Yeah. Is they, it a place where you yeah. maybe want to walk around after dark? Maybe not, but the type and style of the graffiti is also an indicator because there are neighborhoods in Los Angeles, uh, in South Florida that are heavily graffitied, but the graffiti is a form of artistic expression versus Latin Kings or whatever. Um, it is inevitably there are things that will make certain areas safe, other areas not so safe. Um, I will highly recommend you don't rely on things like crime trackers online. Oh, no. uh, those things, rep they report crimes that are reported to the police that the police then take note of. Um, talk to locals, ask for que you know, ask questions about what's a good spot for late at night. And they'll probably tell you, oh, don't go over there. Um, or, oh, go to this place. It's a lot safer. Be aware of things. I generally tell people drive at night or Uber. Don't walk on the streets. But that's just general good life advice. If you're going to walk on the street, do what you're going to do. Um, there, there's also there, there's also the social element to all of this, where if you're just generally more aware of what's going on around you, even if you are in the quote unquote unsafe spaces you can avoid the unsafe situations because you won't walk into them. Yeah. Uh, a good... or, or you won't say the wrong thing or have the wrong social interaction that then causes the problem. Because how many, how many problems were started because something was said, something was responded to, and now the fight's on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a big one. You know, um, try, <laughs> try to not wear red in a neighborhood where there's lots of blue graffiti. Uh, um, that, no, that's, that's not as that's a not very really much an much LA thing. thing. Yeah, that is very much an LA thing. And that's, um, that's a good point. Is that a lot of this stuff? This is this goes back to my earlier point of people thinking of cities as monoliths. Things that are good personal protective practices in Los Angeles may not be a good idea in Miami, which may not be a good idea in Manhattan, which may not be a good idea in Chicago. So you have to actually have if you're going to visit an area. And you don't have a local guy on the ground to tell you kind of, you know, to give you the lay of the land. Uh, just because you know what's up in Manhattan doesn't mean you know what's up in Chicago. Yeah, and mm -hmm. even even gangs that might have the same name will have totally different viewpoints in different mm -hmm. parts of the country. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. Most of these gangs that claim to be like a blood, a crip, or things like that, they have no connection to a national chain. There, yeah. There is no overall leadership approving that. It's just what people are claiming. There's actually the number, and this is something that if you do a little bit of homework, the number of uh, criminal organizations that actually have national command and control, national or international level command and control infrastructure is really, really small. Like it's not, there's not a lot of them, guys. Uh, and if you think there are, you have been watching too many TV uh, shows and too many movies. Um, other things like I, I want, 
I struggle with this because I do really feel like people miss out on opportunities uh, to do fun things because they're afraid of going out after dark or walking around or stuff like that. And I just want, I want you to, I want people to do the fun thing. All right, guys, go outside, walk to the baseball game. You know, don't, if you're going to, if you're going to do that, don't walk home at 2 Mm AM and a city that you've never been to before while you're hammered. Like, you can have the, also you're not Greg Elifert, so don't go to a third world country and get hammered and do you know yeah. do whatever right like this is the other thing that I do Greg built ca- different yeah this is the other thing I do want to caveat this with some people are also built different I just I don't want people to be afraid to do stuff because they don't have their gun with them they can't take a knife or things like that's, that I'm like that's a that's a point right there if you're if you're at the stage of carry where you're going. I won't go here if I can bring my gun. Like, I understand that. I had that phase too. I we do we all it. do. Everyone. We all had that phase. However, that phase comes to an end because it's silly. It is. The it's first silly. time, go ahead. There's no point in defending a life that's not lived. Yeah, absolutely. The first time that you, that your friends go out without you because you didn't want to go because you couldn't carry there, there will be a new group chat born that night and you won't be in it. Um, And that's not any fun. So like, like, look, all right, I I get it. And it it is a phase. I went through that phase. And I've had actual various times in my life where I've like gone up and down it. And I'm not saying that you should like do dumb things, right? So like I've turned down events. I've turned down the opportunity to do things because I'm like, that is a bunch of people who are about to go make stupid decisions that I don't want a part to be a part of for whatever reason. Uh, there was one time at SHOT Show where a bunch of people were like, hey, let's go. It was like 1 a.m. We had just finished up at a bar. And they're like, let's go to another bar. And I happened to know where that bar was, not in the best part of town. We would have had to take an Uber to get there. I was already kind of trashed. They were all super trashed. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to go back to my room and go to bed because I'm tired. It had nothing to do with the fact that that was kind of a sketch area. Mostly I was tired, <laughs> but that, that there's bringing the social aspect again. Like there's, let's be honest. Most of these situations where people go out and quote unquote, do dumb shit. Like they end up fine. They're fine. Everyone's that too, yeah. like they, they're able to, even in the, the bad decision state make enough good decisions that they end up on the right side of things. I remembered what brought this on. Somebody, uh, this was uh, a friend of mine. So my wife went to Nashville for uh, a friend's uh, party and I was talking to a different friend about it. And they're like, Oh yeah, I don't really like to go to Nashville. It's gotten so like crime ridden. And I was like, Nat Nashville, Tennessee. Like, is there another nashville that i'm not aware of where they'd be having gunfights on the reg or is there is there like they, a, they misspelled flint apparently is there like a nashville kansas where they're just throwing memphis, down yes nashville yeah. not so much yeah. but even okay but even i've been to memphis and i've walked around memphis after dark in parts of town that i probably shouldn't have been in was it the smartest thing i've ever did done no did i get some really good barbecue yeah I know the barbecue was worth maybe getting stabbed over. I know three people that have had to do the thing in Memphis. Memphis. Oh, Memphis. And especially Memphis. Memphis was wild. I hear it's gotten better, but it's still pretty wild. Uh, If you want to go get yourself a Conus kill, 
I guess Memphis. Yeah. Um, it, but here, it, here's the thing: all of, all of this is on a sliding scale of probably okay to like probably risky. There's no guarantee either way. You can you can spend your entire life in the almost certainly okay zone and still get hit for something, still have someone, still get into a fight, still end up risking your life and getting shot, stabbed, et cetera. You can't. Yeah. Sometimes billion. you just have a bad day. Um, I want, I'm trying to find like a good source. Well, you know what? Okay. Here's a city that gets a bad rap. St. Louis. Uh, and does St. Louis have crime? Yes. Are there parts of St. Louis that you should not go to under any circumstances after 10 p.m.? Also, yes. Those aren't for you. I spend a lot of time in St. Louis. I love it. It's a great little city. Uh, but at the same time, there are parts of it that I probably, I also, I, I will say this. I have a higher risk. I think my, I think everybody on this call has a higher tolerance for a level of personal risk if there's maybe something interesting at the end of that personal risk, like yes. oh, yeah. I, go I, I will go on adventure time. <laughs> I went and got barbecue in East St. I love barbecue. Uh, I've actually risked my personal safety over barbecue a couple of times in my life because I went to East St. Louis to get barbecue. I went to a joint in Memphis to get barbecue. These joints were in really bad parts of town, but the barbecue place was Rick's in Casablanca. Everybody <laughs> knows that you don't, around with the local barbecue joints i'm not saying that's a universal rule you can't trust that but you know people it, like their it, barbecue it's one, it's one of those unwritten social codes that not here right not it's here. kind of that we don't do business on continental grounds <laughs> yeah that, that would have been a more timely reference because people might not get the ricks in casablanca bit but like i the one in st louis that i went to stands out to me because the whole block basically except for this barbecue joint was trashed the barbecue joint was clean the parking lot was immaculate the restaurant looked great and i'm like mogadishu mogadishu america what the fuck is going on so that's how you it, knew it's it's getting into the whole the differences between uh the the two the two types of violence there's the sudden social violence someone pissed off somebody else and then there's the transactional violence this is this is part of something larger. You're you're getting someone is getting back at someone specific. It's professional violence. Professional violence by professional violent actors. People who know what they're doing, they know what they're about, and they're they know, about. They that know life. exactly the risks and the consequences that are going down right now. They do. So, and what most people actually fear is like somehow getting involved in the transactional violence, and it's like no, no, that's. Probably not. What you have to be on the the lookout for when you're out adventuring is tripping into the sudden social violence by being a dumbass. Which is why you should carry a folded up $20 bill. And if you bump in and annoy someone, hand them that $20 bill. Too. My bad. Here you go. Have, you know what? Have a beer on me. Uh, I will say that in and Miami, that's a, it needs 20. to be a 50 because inflation a bitch down there. I was actually considering that the other day. I'm like, Jack needs to update the MB20 theory to the MB50. As long as a 20. And, and put out a video due to inflation. As long as a 20 will buy you dinner, the, the My Bad 20 still works. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, as long as the 20 is worth about two drinks in a normal bar. Like if you're in like a high end bar, 
no but you, the people that you're slipping a 22 to apologize aren't going into you know hall's child no, you're you're at you're at a hole in the wall somewhere everyone right. was having a good time and something just occurred to disrupt that this will buy you two to four beers in most places in america and that is a great way to say i'm and, sorry and what it and what it will do most of all is make make your apology very sincere yeah 20 bucks is still a lot of money to some people. 20, and on that note, bucks is in fact 20 bucks. Go do the thing. Do, what do, I mean, okay, wait, hang on. There's a certain segment of people that I'm not talking to right now and you know who you are. However, <laughs> if you are if you're on the fence about doing something cuz you're worried about being able to carry there or something like that, don't. Just go do it. Just do it. Leave your gun at home. I promise you you will not die. Uh, and you'll probably have a really good time and you will have a much better time than you would have if you sat around in your house with your gun watching uh, YouTube, I, listening to us, watching Grantham. doesn't matter. Go, go do stuff. Please, please do stuff. And please stop posting about how cities are dangerous or this is dangerous or that is dangerous. Just go, go do things, guys. Aren't you dangerous? Like, yeah. Why are you worried? The whole the whole about? point of do, I am the weapon doing these things is we we are too. I, I the experiences that I've had from you know because I travel extensively for work and I like to walk around the places that I go. The experiences that I've had from walking around cities and going into bars and sitting down and just drinking at the bar and chatting with people have made me. I'm not going to say more dangerous, but they have made me a much more well-rounded person when it comes to defending myself and being able to read social cues and things like that than I would have been if I just sat cooped up in my hotel room and never went outside. You social know? literacy is one of the most underrated defensive skills. And I know that's something that Alex hits on every now and then too, is being able to read the very, very obvious body language, even if it's not in your normal social circles, especially if it's not in your normal social circles, of people giving off danger signs that you're pissing them off is a skill set. And it should be one you develop. Or to just to be able to read it of other people getting pissed off at other people and giving you the opportunity. I, to go, yes. this bar I don't want to be here anymore. This is not my problem. This bar is about uh, to be a bar fight. You know, two two twenties on the bar, and I'm out skis. <laughs> All right, guys. So we will leave you with this: go do the thing, have the adventure. Don't worry about the gun. You know, be the danger yourself, uh, or whatever. Like, you know, one mind, any weapon, whatever cliche you want to tell yourself. Fucking tell yourself that, danger. and then go. I am the danger. For some reason, I'm just picturing the hamster from Bolt in the ball. <laughs> I am the danger. <laughs> go have fun. And go live your lives, guys. Let your life be, you know, I don't want I don't want anybody who carries a gun and wants to defend their life get to the end of it and go, God, I wish I'd fucking gone to, you know, Curry. I wish I'd gone on that trip to Korea with my friends or whatever it is that you didn't do because you were afraid that you wouldn't be able to carry there. And on that note, that is it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for liking, sharing, subscribing. Make sure that if you do subscribe, you hit that notification bell so that you get notifications when we drop a new episode. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, go ahead and leave us one of those sick little five-star reviews. Shout out to Google Podcasts. He's back. Um, so yeah. the guy, the man's still out there, still hanging on. Uh, and again, carrying us, you, Google Podcast guy. Carrying if us. you guys, uh, we are still taking submissions for self-defense stories. 
So if you have those that you want to share with us, you can DM them to me on Facebook or Instagram, uh, email them to me at gunnutsmedia at iCloud.com. You can post them in the comments on these episodes if you want to. That's a little bit harder for us to track. But hey, if that's what you want to do, knock yourselves out. We'll talk to you guys next week with an all new episode.